Talking about the creek, the creek talk. Talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we are recapping season four, episode one, Coming Home. Do you want to <laughs> sing that? Do you want to sing it? I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the words. <laughs> it's been I'm a long either. time. I was making the post and uh I was playing the the song and you came on the Zoom and started singing. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> well, because I heard it. You're that's <laughs> just funny. I was like, oh man, I haven't heard that song in a real long time. <laughs> it was the only song that came to mind because of the episode title. There's a um, BTS song that talks about coming home. Oh, is there? I'm yeah. sorry. You should be. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, you can't know everything, Steven. It's okay. (laughs) Jamie, I feel like we haven't... I know we recorded like two weeks ago, but our schedule's all weird this month. And I feel like we haven't done this in a while. It's weird. Or like I haven't seen you or talked to you. It's weird. It's it's, yeah. Even though we talk, it's weird, Mm -hmm. you know? See. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this. It's a Tuesday night, not a Wednesday night. I know. We're a little... We're a little off schedule this entire month is going to be real weird so um but we're happy that everybody's sticking with us and uh yeah. you know, we apologize for the uh lack of episodes but you gotta do what you have to do so yeah it's okay guys just you know <laughs> repeat the episode if you miss us that much you know <laughs> <laughs> or i got an idea engage with us social media <laughs> Yeah, talk to us through there. We like that. We like when people talk to us. Steven especially. He's really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) I try to respond back to everybody. I try. I try to do my best. You do your best. You do a wonderful job. Oh, thank you. And we haven't been... I haven't been seeing any weird trolling at all. That's good. That's good. (laughs) As entertaining as trolls are. (laughs) Speaking of, I tro- I think I told you this. I troll this this gay group I'm on on um on Facebook. It's like real gay life after forty or something. And this guy, oh my god, Jamie, it's so weird. He posted this thing. So they all think they're so cute, you know. Like some of them are very handsome, and then they just want to get people to say how hot they are. It's weird. So this guy was like. He shared a picture of him. Who's this guy's like really cute, and then he's like hugging this older guy who's not so cute. He may have, he may have been cute when he was younger, but not everybody ages well. No, he's not my type. But um, he goes, "This is my friend of nearly twelve years. He hasn't had many lovers." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, way to like talk about your friend, your poor friend." He's <laughs> just getting all of his dirty laundry thrown out there. It's so weird, and he's like. <laughs> We may not have been um, linked romantically. It may not have worked that way, but he's still my longtime friend and I love him, best friend or whatever. And I, I commented something so stupid and I was like cracking myself up as I wrote it. And I was just like, they think I'm serious too. I go, you're such a magnificent friend. 
And I, if I was your friend, it would be such an honor to still be friends with you, even with the lack of love, like being a lover. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like looking for it, but it, it was so silly and stupid. And he always likes my comments. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> I know. He's you like, he called me magnificent. <laughs> magnificent. Who calls somebody magnificent? I don't know. Weird. I don't know. It's an interesting description. Um, well, Jamie, what did you think of this episode? Um, I liked it mostly because they're finally together. Although the whole like threesome dynamic between these guys is still very much annoying. And it's going to be probably like this for a while, if I remember correctly. But, you know, I don't remember correctly because I know that they end up eventually being friends again. But uh, I have to say watching it. I was not on Pacey's side at all, especially towards the end of the episode where he threw a tantrum and all that bullshit. And... He's feeling some kind of way, that's for sure. But it's Dawson, and he knows he knows her relationship with him. It's not like it's not like she's trying to get back with him. She wants things to work, like she says to him, like yeah. it has to work for all three of us. And she's trying so hard to make it work. And the way he just did that. And then when she goes and talks to him back on the boat and he's like ignoring her, I was like, come on, Pacey. You're like, you're a better character than this. Now they're writing him poorly. Like, I don't get it. The writing is weird. It, I don't know. It's it'll be fine. <laughs> I know. It's just... But honestly, Pacey, Pacey has a couple of moments in this season where we kind of like. Not that you don't necessarily like Pate, like dislike him. It's just there are certain ways that he handles certain things where you're like, oh, that was kind of dickish. But um, I think it's all just a part of their growth as individuals. And, you know, they can't be perfect all the time. <laughs> They're human. So, I, I mean, <laughs> it is just weird, but it's not, it's not supposed to be a perfect show. It's supposed to be a reality show. <laughs> I'm going to go that far. <laughs> I liked how you put reality in quotes. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the episode, Jamie, why don't we do a quick catch up? Because it's been a while. been busy. Yeah. So I know you're freshly back from your little trip to Texas. So I your plane am ride. My plane ride. I'm like a professional plane person now. Plane <laughs> You're no longer a, a plane virgin. You got your cherry popped. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have taken four planes <laughs> so far in my life. <laughs> Did you join the Mile High Club with a stranger? <laughs> Sadly, no. No. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no do you know how like impossible that would be on these little ding these little boeing planes like <laughs> i don't know how people do it i know i wouldn't have you seen the size of these bathrooms like maybe the international planes or something and maybe there's more room on there i don't know or but... a private jet like... or a private jet if you know somebody you know <laughs> but um no <laughs> no mile high club but it was fantastic so my mom it is not she doesn't like flying and this was my first time flying so i didn't know what to like expect but i was really calm like i wasn't i wasn't sure how it was gonna be if i was gonna be like really nervous and have stomach issues or if i was just gonna be like cool as a cucumber glad to say i was completely cool as a cucumber the entire lift off i had like a big smile on my face i thought it was the coolest thing and i got to you know i had the window seat 
um on two of the four pla- well three of the four planes and That's it was just yeah i i loved it i also we sat in different parts of the plane so now i know kind of where to sit as opposed to like you feel a lot less than you would further back like the further back you sit the more you feel so like if i sit further back i i pretty much have to be in a in a window seat so i can see otherwise i will get motion sick but the closer to the front and by the wings you don't really feel it which is fantastic it blew my mind i was like wow this is like the nicest plane ride that was took my i think it was the third plane ride i was like this is the nicest smoothest ride we've had so far like i felt nothing it was great well what did you think about like going through um the airport and everything and like getting your back honestly i thought that well the, all right so the first things first i didn't check any bags right we only brought carry-ons so I didn't have to worry about baggage claims and, you know, possibly things getting lost. I literally just had a little backpack and my carry-on suitcase. So that was totally fine because my stuff was with, was with me the entire time. That's nice. um, yeah. And I thought the airports would be maybe confusing to navigate. They really aren't. They're not. For the most part. They're very well labeled. They've got signage and maps and stuff everywhere. They're really not that hard to navigate, which was fine. We had no trouble finding our gates and getting from like, like Chicago, we had to go from one part of the airport to the other part of the airport, but it was really easy. I got to stand on one of those like movable floors. (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) It was great. I was like, this is, this is fun. (laughs) I don't know. I had a blast. I had a blast. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. It really was. So, yeah, we went from Philadelphia Airport to Chicago, from Chicago to, like, Fort Worth, uh, Dallas, Texas. And on the way back, we were supposed to go to Houston and only be there for about, like, an hour and a half to get onto our connecting flight. But, like, a couple of days before, I got an update alert, and it went from an hour and a half to, like, almost six hours. And my What? Oh no 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 no! Did you, find a, did you find a different flight? Yeah, they put us on a different flight. Um, so instead we went from, um, like the Dallas Fort Worth airport to Newark, New Jersey, uh-huh. and then from Newark we took this cute little plane over back to Philadelphia. It was like a twenty minute flight. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got up. We were up for like ten minutes, and then we went back down. That's a lot of plane ride for somebody who has never flown on a plane before. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like a pro at this point, and I've only been like a, you know, I only went to Texas and back, and I was on four planes, like all different types of planes. That is not um, bad. It's it's like actually like normal. Like people get so terrified of it, but it's not bad at all. No, I was completely fine. I was comfortable. Now I want to get on a plane again and go somewhere else. So, <laughs> where do you want to go? Everywhere. <laughs> I know. Where I know what I want to go. I, I think I said something to you. You texted me pictures from the plane and I said something like, or no, you said something to me like, now I want to go in everywhere. And I said, um, just book your next trip to South Korea or something like that. You did. You mentioned South Korea. It was pretty, it's pretty funny. I'm like, maybe not yet. <laughs> I feel like I would get there and just be completely lost the entire time. I need to make that some friends be, first. Yeah, that might be confusing to go through. There are airports that you don't read. Um, but I'm sure they have English. Probably, but not everywhere. <laughs> I could get through an airport, and that's probably about as far as I'll get. <laughs> well, how was Texas in general? Was it, like, hot during this time of no. year? 
No, it was beautiful. It was like low 80s and then it would drop down at night. It was it was nice. Um where we were staying, by the way, our hotel was so freaking cute. Where we were staying, it was mostly just empty. It was just like there's nothing but highways and yeah. uh every little bit there's like like a cluster of stores or something. Um but the location where the wedding was, which was on a what's like a ranch, I guess. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The wedding was beautiful. I had so much fun. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really like a whole lot. We did go to gosh, what was it called? I can't remember the name of it, but this like town in Fort Worth and they do like a, a cattle run, basically. So it's all the longhorns. They take like a bunch of like cattle, like the long the longhorns. Uh-huh. Um and they like walk down the street with them. I took a video of it. Hey, you sent, me and video. sent it to you. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's so cute. The entire area, all of the stores and the shopping and the bars. It was, it was fun. It was really nice. Did you nice. have any Texas barbecue? Did. Yes. Oh, what did you have? It was so good. There was brisket and pulled pork and other stuff. I don't even know. Oh, pulled pork. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was really good. It was. You and your mom both looked really cute in the picture you sent me from your, what you wore to, to the wedding. From the wedding. Thank yeah. you. I think I even told you. I like when your hair is really straight like that. You know I love when you wear a high pony, but like... I know. You love them high ponies. <laughs> you love them high ponies. I do. Um. So yeah, so now you're back. And I'm back. We're back recording. Yes. And I'm happy that we're um we're doing this because I have missed you. <laughs> oh, me too. You've been you've been a very busy bee, Jamie. A very Dude, busy- and my le- and it's not over. This entire month is going to be crazy, and probably next month too. I'm like, I don't even know when I'm going to find time to like go holiday shopping. Oh my god, I don't even want to think about that yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to think about it. Um. Well, this past weekend, I had my niece's third birthday, which was fun. Um, but it was all outside and. There was actually like a lot of people there and I was kind of shocked, but it was fun to like talk to my cousins and, you know, my siblings. And it's fun when we get together and we just talk about like when we were kids and all that stuff. And then I came home and I literally was just like, I just want my bed. (laughs) (laughs) But I did watch The Midnight Club on Netflix. It's the new Mike Flanagan series, which is based on the Christopher Pike novels from the 90s. And... It was really good, Jamie. The whole series was so good. And uh, it makes me want to reread all those books again. Because The Midnight Club was my favorite Christopher Pike book growing up. Right. I don't know what it was, but there was something about that book that just like always affected me. And I was so excited to hear that they were making a series about it. And um, the way that they incorporate Christopher Pike's other novels into the story is so smart. So I was happy that they did it. Um, so I would highly recommend that. And then on Sunday, um, I didn't really do anything. I edited our next episode, Anti-Prom, and it went by pretty fast. I was excited about that. I think we're getting a lot better at our timing. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, and I'm getting a lot better yeah. at what to take out and what to keep in. <laughs> it only took a year, but we're getting there, you guys. Yeah. And yeah. You guys are troopers because you're still here. I know. Well, the last episode that we had with uh, Justin uh, from Save by the Bell, the new class fan club, that was almost two hours. But I think it was worth the two hours because it was a good episode. After I re-listened to it again, um, Justin was such a good 
guest to have on. So I was happy that he sort of just fit right in with us. So Justin, if you're listening to this, you can come back anytime you want because it was anytime. great. Anytime. It was. It was a blast. And we're very weird about guests on our show. We haven't had that many. So it's nice when somebody comes on and they just fit right in with our ridiculousness. <laughs> right. Exactly. I agree. But no, that was it for me. Um, but I'm glad we're back. And um, why don't we get into this episode, Jamie? Because we're on season four already and I can't believe it. I know. I'm like shocked. When I was watching the episode, I was like, I I don't understand how we're already on season four. <laughs> like, and they're all they all look different. Like they um their hair looks a little better, I think, this season. Like yeah. Joey's hair is like really Joey's hard. hair is so cute. And Pacey's got his buzz cut going on, and uh Jen's got like an like a normal hair length happening, which I'm happy about. Jack looks super hot. Her Oh my god, yeah. That scene on the beach where he's like flexing his muscles. I was like, oh my god. Even even uh Joey says something. She's like, You've been lifting. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, There's oh. nothing else to do around this town. Um and we have uh some new guests coming on, which I'm excited about. So we'll get into that when we get into the episode. But you ready to talk about this? We'll do it. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so this week we are recapping season four, episode one, Coming Home. <laughs> but you are home. <laughs> home. I, we all just came home, right? They're coming home. I came home yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it works out perfectly. <laughs> it definitely works out perfectly. Um, this episode aired October 4th, 2000. Written by Greg Berlanti and directed by Gregory Prang. All right. So we open out on the sea with Pacey and Joey on true love. And he's catching their dinner, which is fish, obviously. (laughs) And uh, Joey says, ah, seafood. Great change of pace, Pace. (laughs) And he says this line that I, I was like, this is these are the lines they give Joshua Jackson that make absolutely no sense to me. It's like the way he talks, like he talks like he's in like an old timey book or something. He goes, was that a note of disgust I detected of our sustenance of the ocean born? <laughs> it's like, who says that? Why? Like what teenager would ever say that? Um. So she says that after this trip, if I never eat another thing that breathes through gills again, it'll be too soon. So they're on their way back to Cape Side and Joey turns around and looks over at, you know, the coast of the town. And she says, it doesn't look much different than when we left it, does it? And he says, that's because it ain't Fraulein. 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 I looked it up. Did you look it up? It's a German word. It's a German word meaning unmarried woman. Or unmarried. It's like miss. But it's also a song by Bobby Helms from 1957. And I was like, why does Pacey know the song? I listened to it. It's not like a great song. <laughs> I mean, it might be to like, you know, older people now, but I didn't think it was that interesting. How do you say it again? Fraulein. 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 I don't know. Something like that. I don't, I, I don't speak German. No, you're saying it correctly. I think that's good. <laughs> Fraulein. Fraulein, whatever. I think the one R is kind of silent. 
He says, that's because it ain't unmarried German woman. <laughs> he didn't want to call her that. She says that she's in no race to go back, but they don't have a choice. He says that they survived three months taking odd jobs that can survive as long as they want, as long as they're just happy. So she says, if you're so serious about this, then why bring it up now? Two hours from home. And he says, or 12. And he tells her that they should drop the anchor and decide if they want to scrap this whole mission home. And Joey doesn't believe him that he would actually want to skip his entire senior year. Mm. So I'm not surprised, though, because we're talking about Pacey here. He doesn't really like school. That's not like an unknown fact. Well, no, Pacey, I could see doing it, but I couldn't see Joey doing it. No, I know. I I don't think he was that serious. And I mean, I'm sure he was serious, but did he really think that Joey wasn't going to finish school? Wait, so you know what I thought of when I watched this, (laughs) when he said that line? I was like, so they're teenagers and they spent three months together out on the sea taking odd jobs, whatever, right? Yeah. And he's saying to her, like, we could totally survive doing this. And I'd be like, no, she would ruin her whole life. Like, what if she, like, actually agreed to this crazy, like, idea and just gave up everything in her life just to go live on his little boat with him and take odd jobs until, like, just to survive? I could never do that, especially at, like, 16. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, I don't know how they were even... I mean, I get. I guess they have, like, absentee parents, basically. So, like, that kind of makes sense. But uh, all I thought of was they're teenagers like how did they do this (laughs) but he also created that boat out of nothing so um so pacey says just what would we be missing from the land of the poorly scripted melodramas recycled plot lines tiresome self-realizations throw in the occasional downward spile of a dear friend and maybe a baby here and a death there and all you've really got is the recipe for some soul-sucking mind-numbing ennui and i can skip it (laughs) Mind-numbing what? Ennui. What's that? It means a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. Ennui. He succumbed to ennui and despair. How's that? Does that make sense? Sure. (laughs) So he's like, I for one can skip it. I don't need the ennui. And they start kissing. And I noticed Joshua Jackson's skin in this episode. They tried to cover it up really, really. Yeah, he was breaking out. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I remember watching this back then and I was starting to get acne. And I remember like looking at him and being like, well, actors get it too. Like even Joshua Jackson has it. Everybody breaks out. Yeah. I mean, when when your skin's like really bad, you get like really low. But I remember being like, well, he has it too. (laughs) Because I was like trying to be an actor and stuff. And I was like, well, if he's an actor and he has acne, why can't I? (laughs) I'm also not Joshua Jackson. So she says that it continually amazes her at how long he's lasted without being thrown off his boat. And he says, finally, something we can both agree upon. So they do like a cutaway and the two of them are holding hands and they jump off the boat together into the sea to their death. Into the sea. I thought that was a really cute opening, though. Like, I really liked the opening. Yeah, I liked it. I like that we got like a catch up with, you know, what, what they've been doing for the past three months. And they're like kind of dreading coming back home. And Pacey's sort of like not about it. And Joey's like, no, I got to face what I got to face, you know, and you got to get on board with this, too. But I, I agree. I thought it was a good opening, too. I liked it. I thought it was sweet. We got to see them come back and they're all in love. And yeah, they're very much in love. Very much in love. And it's sweet. 
And I hate them for a minute for it, but then I love them together, so it doesn't matter. Mm-mm-mm. Well, they're also they're also kids, so it'll be short lived, Jamie. <laughs> it usually is. Um, so now we cut to the beach. We see Jen and Andy and Jack, and like I said, he's showing off his hot muscles. We hear Jen say that she'd kick off Jack, and they're playing this game: who would you kick off the island first? And Jen says that Andy would be more resourceful. And Andy says, "All right, give it up for girl power." <laughs> Dawson walks up he was in the ocean and we see that his hair is like super long now like they really grew his hair out and uh he tells them they should all go in the water's warm and Andy says not after I just applied this 20 minutes of lotion no thanks and Jack tells him that they actually have to go because they have to paint Mrs. Hamacott's at 2 p.m. Jen says "Mm, sounds kinky So Dawson lets us know that they're actually painting houses and this is the last house that they have to paint for the season. So it's nice to know that, you know, that the four of them have been hanging out together all summer and Jack and Dawson have been like making money, painting houses. I was like, how do you get into that? It doesn't seem like they work for a business. <laughs> like they're like buying their own supplies and everything. <laughs> he lets us know that he doesn't have to be there for another hour and Jack tells him that they have to like stop at the hardware store and get all this stuff. And uh, I wrote that makes zero sense. Like, why wouldn't you have that before you even go do the job? Like, why would you waste your last beach day of the season, which is like all Dawson says, and go to the hardware store before you have to go paint, do your job, like have it prepared. God, Jack, but like be prepared. Be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) So Dawson tells him that this is their last beach day of the season and he wants to get it on record. And Jen's like, no pictures, please, Dawson. I look awful. And he takes one anyway. I hate when people take pictures of me on the beach. Yeah, I look like a beached whale. <laughs> but don't. Justin's mom took a picture of me a couple years ago and posted it. And I was so mad at her that she that she posted it. Uh, the way I was sitting, Jamie, it was just terrible. And I said, I got mad at Justin first. And he called her and he was like, mom, can you please take that down? <laughs> He was yeah. like, Stephen's like really weird about stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, why would she post it anyway? <laughs> I look terrible. <laughs> I hate pictures. <laughs> I like I pictures when I take them myself and I know that I look good. I always feel like I don't know how to pose. <laughs> I'm like, how do I make this so that I don't look like a beat? Like a really, you know, anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So they leave, and Jack mentions that he'll see them at the dive-in later tonight. And Jen's like, Dawson, they're playing Jaws. And he goes, oh, good, I haven't seen that one yet. And we hear all this fake laughter in the background. So then they leave. Andy clocks two cute guys on the beach, and Jen says, forget it. And Andy's like, well, one of us is single. And Jen says, yeah, in theory, your sex life this summer has been an episode of abstinence in the city. (laughs) And... She says, is it my fault that this one horse Hamlet hasn't offered a suitable summer fling? And Jen tells her that there are plenty of guys. She's just not bold enough to go up and talk to them. And Andy says, oh, and you would. (laughs) And you would, Jen. (laughs) Jen says, "Uh, my resume speaks for itself. Andy says, I'm going to go talk to them. And she's like stalling. And Jen's like, all right, well, while you're stalling, I'm going to go to the snack bar. And I said, what beach has a snack bar? Have you ever gone to a beach that has a snack bar? No. I've never gone to a beach that has a snack bar. We're talking, well, in a campground, but that doesn't count. (laughs) 
I've been on a beach where they walk around with like the ice cream cart. Like that's about it. But like I've never gone to a beach with a snack bar. So Jen goes to the snack bar and we just see Andy looking at these two cute guys on the beach. We cut to Joey and Pacey. They're back in Cape Side. He like docked his boat. He picks up a gift and he mentions how heavy it is. And he asks Susan for and Joey says, oh, my sister, I think. Is that everything? Like she's dodging the question because it's obviously for Dawson. They start walking up the dock and he tells her that there is one more thing that they should cover. She's like, oh, yeah, what's that? And he's like, well, they're going to ask. She's like, ask what? (laughs) And Pacey says, the masses, they're going to ask what happened on the boat. And Joey's still not like catching on. (laughs) No, not at all. She's so innocent sometimes. No, I said I was watching and I go, I feel like I would be in the same position. (laughs) I'd be like, who's going to ask what? What are you talking about? So Pacey says, uh, the summer we spent on a boat, sexually speaking. And Joey says, no one cares. They're not going to ask. It's too crass. Oh, please. Like, that's ever going to stop teenagers from asking if you did it yet. <laughs> uh, and Joey asked Jen in the first episode if she was still a virgin. Exactly. Like, who is this new Joey? This, like, new innocent Joey. He says, well, we live in a crass age. And she says, so what are you going to say? And he says, that depends on what you're going to say. And she says, I'm going to say nothing because it's no one's business. And he says, good. Nothing sounds perfect. She says, they're not going to ask. And he says, oh, they're going to (laughs) ask. They're at the top of the dock now. And we can feel that they're getting like a little sad because they're about to like part ways. And she says, this is it. The last of our summer. I go left. You go right. We spend the next whole 24 hours away from each other. And he says, if you're wondering why I'm not awash in sadness, it's because you were starting to get on my nerves. (laughs) She says, oh, good, because I would hate to think between all of our intimate talks that you were covering up your aching heart with false bravado. And he says, well, put your mind at ease. He says, he'll call her tomorrow, maybe. And she says, yeah, if you think about it, sure. And they go walk their opposite directions. And then obviously we see them run to each other and they start kissing each other. They just can't keep their hands off of each other. Wouldn't it be weird to spend three months together on a boat and then you go your separate ways? It's like they almost live together. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to be. That would be kind of hard when you're so used to sharing kind of space and then all of a sudden just not. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like. I think that kind of plays into what happens later, though, because um, he's like when Joey's sitting on her dock doing whatever and he kind of comes up and is like guess who and she's like I thought you were sick of me apparently not you know what I mean because they're probably like oh I'm sick of you I can't wait you know I'll see you tomorrow I'm gonna you know just do my own thing finally um and then here he is because he messes her and I thought it was cute yeah well he went there to see if he could sleep on her couch too all right so now we cut to Dawson and he's at the hardware store and we see that he's looking for something And we see this very pretty and I would say sexy woman walk up to him and she asks him where the light bulbs are. And he says, usually up. (laughs) And she's like, I meant which aisle. They're both kind of short with each other. And he turns around and he says, Gretchen? She says, Dawson? Wow. (laughs) So Gretchen is played by an actress named Sasha Alexander, who has been in like so many things. And she actually was part of the cast of Kevin Williamson's show called Wasteland. So I think Wasteland was canceled. And then she joined Dawson's Creek a year later, which I think is pretty cool because he's like, I don't know, they're still using the same like people 
in Kevin Williamson's projects. Hmm. She asks him how he is, and she says that she heard through the family about last spring, and he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and he asks her if she's home for college uh, for the summer, and she says, yeah, just a little longer. She says she's taking some time off. And they both tell each other how nice it is to see one another, and she leaves, and then Jack comes up and asks Dawson who she was. And he ignores Jack's question, and he just says, it's a long story. So Jack says, good, we got the whole side of Miss Hannicott's house to paint. <laughs> we cut to the Potter B&B, and I thought it was so smart what they did with the music. They were playing the season one, like, instrumental that played during the pilot, and you hear it throughout the whole episode. And I never really noticed it before in prior episodes, unless it was, like, season two. But I liked that they were, like, cutting that in in the episode. It was it was kind of sweet. Joey's telling Bessie that she can't believe her. Bessie says, I'm your sister. I'm entitled to know. <laughs> so Bessie's, like, asking her if they, like, fucked. <laughs> Uh, she's like reminding Joey that she left her high and dry last June. So Joey's like, take your present. I got you a present. So Bessie looks at it and she goes, a plant. And Joey says, it's a Carolina jasmine. At night, if the wind hit right, we could smell them two miles out on the water. And Bessie says, at night when you and Pacey were, and Joey says, quit it. I haven't even unpacked yet. So she goes to open the door to her room and she sees that there's somebody in there. And Bessie lets her know that she had to rent the room out because... She was gone for three months. I would have been pissed. I would have been like, somebody's in my room. <laughs> like, my room? They're in my room? <laughs> I'd be like, no. <laughs> well, were you paying rent for that room? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, she lives there. So then Bessie says, now it's my turn to give you your gift. So she opens up like the accounting books and she points to an, a figure at the bottom and it says $17,200. And Joey's like, Bessie, I'm so sorry. Had I known, I would have never went out on the boat. And she's like, Joey, relax. It's not a minus, it's a positive. We um, doubled our rates and we're fully booked till fall. We're the highest booked B&B in the town, in the county or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They still only have one bathroom, though. So if they're doing that well, they need to install a second bathroom in that place. Or make it a little bigger or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, don't double your rates with one bathroom. <laughs> uh, we cut back to the beach and Jen finds Andy chatting with the two hot guys. We find out their names are Jean and Jean Jean. <laughs> I was like, wow, she was she was gone for a while at that snack bar. <laughs> <laughs> you just had like three different scenes of people. Jen was away at the snack bar the whole time. <laughs> it must have been a long line. <laughs> no, she walked up to the boardwalk. She didn't go to the snack bar. She walked up to the boardwalk. There's always a boardwalk near a beach. Yeah. And uh Wildwood, it's a mile. <laughs> there was a thing I saw on TikTok. I don't watch The Bachelor, but like somebody from The Bachelor lives in Wildwood. And they took their date to Wildwood on the boardwalk and they showed them like filming and everything. And I said, he took her to Wildwood of all places in New Jersey. But I guess he lives there. I was like, Wildwood? (laughs) I hate Wildwood. Wildwood was only fun when you're a kid. It's not like fun when you're an adult. No, it was great when you're a kid. But now I'm just like, this is, I want to go to a real store. (laughs) It's, It's just very... It's too highly populated and 
I don't know. Like they have the piers, which is fun when you're a kid because you're going on all the rides and stuff. But like as an adult, I want something like calm and I can go to different stores and restaurants. Not the fucking Wildwood Boardwalk. It's like not fun for me at all. Uh-huh. It really is for like kids. Watch the tram car, please. Watch the tram car, please. <laughs> well, 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 watch the tram car, please. <laughs> watch the tram car, please. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on, Um, I gotta blow. So Andy tells Jen that they're French and they're backpacking across the U.S. She says, tell me they're not adorable. Plus 10 times 10 to the 10th power. Jen's like, they can hear you, Andy. So one of the guys says that they would like very much if she could take them on a tour of the town or whatever. Andy's down for it. Jen's not. So Andy's like, "Uh, all right, well, maybe I can like fuck one of them or maybe both. (laughs) (laughs) we cut to Pacey he's home at Doug's and he's giving Doug his gift and we see that it's a um like a snow globe but he says it's a Florida snowman (laughs) (laughs) so it's like a snow globe but it had like a snowman's hat and gloves and stuff floating at the top of it like he's melted right okay Florida snowman (laughs) we got it ah yeah so Doug tells Pacey that someone's moved in and Pacey says, don't tell me that you and Rupert decided to tie the knot. <laughs> and Doug says that his sense of humor hasn't changed since he's been gone. And Pacey says, don't tell me that this is a girl or something. And Doug says, as a matter of fact, it is. And he's playing this so gay. Like, he's playing it up. And I was like, is he, like, playing? Like, do did they tell him, like, Doug is gay? So, like, play it that way? You know what I mean? Because he's, like, making, like, funny facial expressions and stuff. Yeah, true. I I didn't think about that. I don't know. So just before Doug announces who it is, Gretchen walks through the door and we find out that she's their sister. Yes. We cut to Joey. She's now at Dawson's and she notices that the ladder's gone from the side of the house. She walks in because apparently their house is never locked. I think he said that before. Yeah. She starts calling out. Nobody's home. So she goes up to his room and it's completely made over. It's like orange now, and he has pictures everywhere of his three best friends. We have the Imagine poster. Um, it actually looks pretty cute. I liked it. I liked how they had it set up. He had like a different work area. <laughs> it's like my he dream of like he a work. Did like a, a feng shui. I don't know. So then we cut to Dawson and Jack. They're painting Miss Hanicott's house, and he explains how he had a crush on Gretchen when he was ten or eleven, and she was thirteen. And he tells this, like, random story about, like, how they were throwing, like, water balloons at Gretchen and her friends. And any money that Dawson ended up getting, he says to buy candy or baseball cards, turned to him buying chocolate and $5 tulips for Gretchen and leaving them anonymously, like, on her doorstep. And he finds out, he he says that he found out later that it became a running joke in the family that they all knew that he had a crush on her. Did you ever have a crush like that? Like when you're a kid, like one of your older siblings, friends or anything like that? Um, no, because growing up, I only had my brother and my brother's younger than me. Mm. I'm the oldest. So no, I'm sure he had friends that probably had a crush on me at some point or another. Wow. Way to be modest. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, statistically speaking, the probability is high. (laughs) I did the math. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I had a crush on my older sister's friend, Kathy. Um, my older sister, Michelle, used to like babysit us all the time. And I think Michelle's like almost 15 years older than me. So she always had me with me with her, like my younger brother, Richie, and uh, her best friend, Kathy. She's still friends with her to this day. I always had such a crush on Kathy. And I remember when I got older, it came up like somehow. And I was just like, yeah, I always did have like a crush on you, Kathy. And it's just like a joke now whenever I see her. It's just one of those funny things. Like she's uh-huh. an old friend of the family. But I did guilty. I had a crush on an older sibling's <laughs> friend. <laughs> How nice for you. Yeah. The odds were in my favor. They were in your favor. Uh, so now we're back at Doug's and Pacey and Gretchen are arguing about where he's going to live. And she's literally just pushing him out. And he says, aren't you a college student or something? And she says, it's called taking some time off. And Doug's like, stop arguing. And he reminds Pacey that he has other living options, like his boat. We see Doug drinking wine. Like, it was just so weird. He was holding it like this and like drinking it like oh. this. Like a you're not supposed to hold a wine glass that way. You're supposed to hold it by the stem to keep the wine from going warm because of the body heat. Yep. How fancy of him. So if Pacey does have a, a place to stay, like his boat, why doesn't he just stay at his boat? I don't know. Maybe he's seasick. <laughs> just kidding. I really have no idea. It's an excellent question. There has to be a bathroom on there, right? Like, boats have bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on a boat, let alone, and I've never been on a sailboat, like a, like a little, I've never been on any of that. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. But like, he clearly is being pushed out of Doug's house because of Gretchen. But, you know, worse is coming to worse now. He can just stay on his boat. <laughs> it sucks because he doesn't have like the amenities that he would have at a regular house. But I think I would just try to deal with it until we figured out a plan, you know? Right. But it does kind of suck that his sister kind of just took over his space. Oh, well, he's to lose, I guess. Doug mentions that he can stay at their parents still, but we find out that their other sister is still there with the kids. The no-neck monsters, <laughs> as he calls them. So Gretchen suggests that he stay with Joey. She says, you have a girlfriend now. I'm sure she'd be happy to set you up with a little bed or share hers. <laughs> and Doug says, it makes sense because it is a and b and Pacey says he's not going to impose on that family. And Gretchen says, yeah, why should you when you have your own to impose on? Which he should. She's imposing. And he was there first. Gretchen sounds so selfish. <laughs> so Pacey realizes that he has nowhere to live. And his siblings could give zero fucks about the whole situation. It does kind of suck for Doug because he's he's being bombarded with his family now. And like, if he really did want to bring a date home, he really couldn't now. And his privacy is like... Uh, he he has none. <laughs> he has zero prophecy. <laughs> that I would get annoyed at. <laughs> so now we cut to Grams, and we see Jen and Joey are sitting at the table. Joey went there to visit. We hear that Jen explains that she and Henry are doing the long distance thing. His football camp led to an unexpected scholarship, and now he's four hours away at boarding school, which Grams does not approve of. Graham says that youth is a time to be spent in the now, not pining away for a solitary weekend every other month. And Jen says, isn't there a pair of knitting needles calling your name? And Graham says, I'm so happy to have you back, Josephine. Safe and sound. (laughs) And Jen wants to know how everything was. 
And Joey says, we had the time of our lives. I don't even know where to begin. And Jen says, cut to the sorted stuff. And Joey's surprised. Joey's surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And Jen says, come on, Joey. I wouldn't be human if I didn't want to know. You and Pacey alone on a boat for three months. Everybody's going to (laughs) ask. And Joey says, they're not talking about it. And Jen says, with my experience with that particular yes or no question, no means no, and we're not talking about it means we did it. So Joey shakes her head and she says, you got me. We did it. All day, all night, (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. Jen's like, okay, it's none of my business. You don't want to talk about it. We see Joey look over at Dawson's house at his window and asks Jen how everyone else is doing. And Jen says, good. And... I think she says he's good. He's doing good or whatever. Or everybody's good. Right. So Joey gets up to leave. She says she's going to help Bessie with dinner. And Jen invites her out to the dive-in. She says she's going to tell everybody that she's going to be there. And Joey's not sure that it's a good idea that she should go or not. We cut to Andy. She's still giving the tour to the two French guys. And she's like flirting with the one guy. But it's all lost in translation. <laughs> naturally she asks john if john john ever talks and he says when he wants to she asks him what his town is like he says he's from paris and he says have you been and she says no but i want to go so desperately and he says why she says because it's a city of romance it's a city of love lost and found and she says even though she's never been there it's like she knows it better than her own home So then John John says something in French about how she knows it so well because it's in her heart. And he's like, oh, that's so adorable. (laughs) By the way, the one guy playing John John, his name is Danny Roberts. He was on The Real World, New Orleans in 2000. And he's openly gay and he was openly gay on the show. And there was this whole big drama when he was on the show about his boyfriend because he was in the army or something. And at the time, it was like, don't ask, don't tell. So he could have gotten like thrown out. But he was so cute back in the day. And I remember before I was even out, like looking at him and being like, yeah, I think I'm attracted to him. (laughs) He's very handsome. Um, But they just did a reunion on Paramount and they all came back. And um, I was so big into the real world back in the day. I used to watch every single season. But they're all older now, obviously. And Danny has HIV. And he said that they never, ever talked about it during the reunion, um, Mm. which is strange because he I don't know if you if you're like interested in reading about him, he's very interesting. He does a lot of like speaking engagements and stuff, but um, I never watched any of that. There's like reality TV shows and even like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I know those are really popular. I've never. I never watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Never got into it. You know, I don't know. You know what I'm currently watching that I can't believe I'm watching? Dancing with the Stars. Really? Yeah, Jamie, I've never watched that show ever. I never had any interest in watching that show. But this season, Teresa from New Jersey was on it. So I wanted to see how she did. And she was terrible. But um, they have a lot of good people on there now. And one of them is Charlie D'Amelio, who's a TikTok star or whatever. And my niece, Adriana, is like her biggest fan. And I always tease her that she's that she's just like a nobody. I'm like, Adriana, she's famous for being on TikTok. 
but she's a really good dancer and I've become like a fan of her. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I told her, I was like, Adriana, uh, I really like Charlie D'Amelio now. She's such a good dancer. And she was like, I told you, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't like her. <laughs> I was like, it took a while, but whatever. So now we cut to Dawson and Jen. They're in his dark room where he's developing pictures because that's like his new hobby. And don't knock it. Developing pictures is a lot of fun, actually. I miss doing it. I couldn't tell what what room his dark room was. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's probably a closet or something. Usually dark rooms have to be somewhere where when you turn the lights out, it's like pitch black. Or he has a closet inside the dark room for popping film. Because uh, if you expose film that isn't chemically developed yet, you'll ruin the entire thing. Yeah. So it has to be literally pitch black. And then when you're using the enlargers and stuff to like print your pictures, you can only use a certain type of lighting. Otherwise it damages the paper that you put the uh, the picture on, I guess. It's hard to explain. <laughs> he asked Jen how Joey looked and she says Dawson. And he says, it's just a question. She says she looks great. And he says, great. That's great. You sure she didn't grow a hump or develop some hideous skin disorder? Jen says, does this mean you don't want to see her? And he says, I didn't say that. And she tells him, good, because I invited Joey out with us tonight. And Dawson's like, what happened to the natural progression of things? And Jen says, Joey naturally came over and I naturally invited her over. She's like, I don't know. She was like, that was a lame excuse. (laughs) And he says, is what's his name going to be there? And Jen says, no, which makes it the perfect opportunity for the two of you to have your inevitable Geneva conference where you decide to remain friends forever, no matter what happens. And Dawson says, why are you so resolute about this? And Jen says that she just feels responsible for how Dawson found out. It's so funny because when he said that to her or when she's like trying to force it on him about the two of them talking to each other, I said, Jen probably feels guilty about the whole situation because she's the reason they found out. Or he found out. It was funny to me that they said it. So he tells her that the only thing she's responsible for was him having the best summer of his life. I was like, oh, that was cute. So Dawson and Jen are leaving and they walk in on Mitch and Gal dry humping in the living room like old times. (laughs) And Dawson says, welcome to the Leary house where it's deja screw all over again. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, they're trying to pretend like uh nothing's happening and it's like clear oh and jen does this thing before she leaves and she looks at mitch and she's like doing this thing like his shirt's like unbuttoned or something (laughs) (laughs) it was funny we cut to joey she's on her dock and she's shucking corn into the creek and pacey comes up behind her and he surprises her and she says it couldn't possibly be my boyfriend i'm not supposed to see him until tomorrow he was growing sick of me pacey says well that was before i found out i was homeless and needed to bum a couch And she says she can't. The place is full and she has the couch until Tuesday. And he tells her that he gets the feeling like the town didn't miss them at all. (laughs) I'm like, well, why would they? You just left. (laughs) And like, who's going to miss you? Like, who misses you? Except like maybe your family. (laughs) So he says, do you want to do something? And she says, well, Jen invited me to the dive in. And Pacey's not feeling it. He says, because everyone from school will be there. And he's not ready to deal with all that yet. So he looks at her and says, were you going to go without me? She says, we can just go together. I think it'd be fun and healthy to see everyone. And he says, to see Dawson? She says, yeah, we've talked about this. She says she's anxious to fix things with him. 
he says, it's no secret. I don't care where we go or what we do as long as we do it together. And he kisses her and they're happy. So she gets up and she goes to bring Bessie the corn and he turns around and he, he looks like miserable. Like he doesn't feel like going to this dive in. So we cut to the dive in where we see Jaws is playing. Have you ever been to one of these things before where they're like playing a movie in the in the ocean like that? No, like, but I've play? seen I've seen stuff like that. Not necessarily ocean, but I think I've seen it like with a pool type thing. Yeah. And I thought that was that those are really cool. I would like I would love to do something like that. Um I think they do it in uh Bethany Beach somewhere on one of the beaches down there. Uh, I'm not sure, but it is really cool to go watch a movie out on the beach like that out in the water. I think it would be kind of cool. And at night, beaches are nice. It's cooler. And then you've got the waves crashing against, you know, it's it's so nice and relaxing. I think it's funny that they're watching Jaws. (laughs) Um, So Andy comes up. She's still in her bathing suit, which I thought was really disgusting. I was like, she was wearing nothing all day. (laughs) She's going to get a yeast infection. (laughs) (laughs) She tells the Johns to head down to the water so she can talk to her friends. Uh, We see Dawson, Jen, and Jack are sitting on this boat. They look super uncomfortable to me. And they're just like watching the movie. Dawson says, don't forget, Andy, the French coined the phrase, menage a trois. And she (laughs) says, ha, menage, I don't think so. (laughs) I think it would be good for Andy to just just do it. (laughs) Might loosen her up a little bit. She's like, I only like the one who speaks English. The other one just stands there looking like an adult. <laughs> and uh, you see Joey and Pacey, and they're they're walking towards the rest of the crew. And Dawson like looks over and sees them. And he and Pacey make eye contact. So Dawson turns back around real quick, like he's not happy to see him. And he says, I thought you said he wasn't going to be here, Jen. And she looks over, and she's like shocked to see him too. And she's like, he wasn't. And he says, what is he doing here, Jen? Like, he's getting, like, super, super upset. And yeah, she, like, really. He gets real upset. Like, it's so much. um, So extra. And she says, it's a good question, Dawson. Like, like she's, like, on pins, like, on eggshells now. Like, she doesn't know what to say. So Joey kind of, I guess, feels the tension. And she says that she doesn't think that this was such a good idea. And she lets go of Pacey's hand because they're holding hands. And she asks him to go get something to drink because it'll be easier. It's so weird. It's so bizarre because they're still coddling to him. And like, I know. How old is he? Like, I kind of get it because they're they don't want to like show off in front of him because he's still like hurt. But at the end of the season, he literally told her to go to him (laughs) like like you can't be mad. I don't know. Just weird. I don't know either. I know he's he's very like contradictory in his feelings, I think. So Joey starts walking towards them and we see Dawson like literally run away. Jack tells Jen to work Dawson and Jen tells Jack to work Joey. Joey goes up and hugs Jack and she's like, wow, you've been lifting. I already said that. You've been lifting. And she's like, where'd everybody go? And he's like, "Uh, they left, Joey, obviously, because you and Pacey are here. So we see Gretchen come up and pull Pacey away and they go for a walk. Um, She asks him if he's mad at her for moving in with Doug. And he's like, yeah, man, but they have like cute brother sister banter and they sort of like come to an understanding. And she tells him that she always knew that he'd end up with Joey. They're both scrappy underdogs. She's sassy and he's an annoyance. She says that Joey's beautiful and he's just lucky. And then she says, well, you're both lucky. I thought that was sweet. It is sweet. 
She says that she has a suggestion for their living situation. So now Jen and Dawson are on one side and Joey and Jack are on the other. And they're literally like turning around and looking at each other like every two seconds, like making awkward like eye contact. Joey's like, ask me a question. And he's like, oh, you want to do that thing until like, like I ask you a question. Then he finally comes over and she's like, just ask me a question until Dawson decides to come over. (laughs) And Jack's like, actually, I do have a question. (laughs) She's like, not that question. (laughs) He's like, I won't tell anyone. (laughs) Secret safe. Mom's the word. And we cut to Jen and she says, look, she's doing the official wait for Dawson to come over thing. And we see Joey turn around and she looks at him and she kind of smiles at him. And Dawson says, it's more like I'll wait in vain until he comes over and talks to me. And Jen says, one more joke like that and I'll officially know how hard this is for you. And Dawson says, it's not hard. It's not easy, but it's not hard. And Jen says, well, whatever it is, why don't you just get it over with? (laughs) She's like really pushing and to go talk to her. I mean, they really do need to kind of just get it over with, though. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse. Have you ever been in that situation where you were like fighting with a friend or like you saw somebody that you were kind of avoiding and you knew you had to like talk to them, but you were just sort of like, I don't want to talk to them right now. But like you knew you had to. Yeah. Well, maybe in high school, maybe like once. (laughs) I don't really get into arguments with people like that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in that position as an adult, but I'm sure like when I was a kid, I did. And then you just go over and you like just figure it out. But um, no, I would have to say like there's there there was like awkwardness between me and my brother at one point because we were like in an argument. And I remember just being like, I'm not going up and talking to him first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> like he can come over to me. Um. But Dawson tells Jen that he'll do it, but it's a highly predictable moment. He'll say hi, and they'll engage in some semi-casual conversation until it's pretty much awkward, and they part ways. He says each of us surprised at how surprisingly painless the whole encounter surprisingly was. And Jen says, well, then surprise me and go on over there. <laughs> she, like, she, like, does this thing with her head, like, go on over there. <laughs> go on. Hop to it. Get cracking. <laughs> so Dawson goes over to Joey. And Jack leaves. And they start playing the Joey and Dawson instrumental music. They start to make awkward small talk. They're smiling. And they literally have nothing to say to each other. Um, They're doing exactly what he just said that they would do. Like they make awkward small talk and then they part ways. And that's it. Joey looks really sad. And then Dawson goes and hides behind like a wall. And he's like breathing heavy. I felt like he portrayed that really well. Like he acted that out really well. Because... I felt like when he was walking over to her, his heart was probably beating so fast because he knew he had to talk to her. And then when it was like he acted totally fine when he was talking to her. But then when he was done and he went to go hide and be by himself, he like released it all. You know what I mean? And like let it out. I totally understood that situation because I've been in that situation before. But I kind of I kind of felt for him a little bit in that situation. You know, it's, it's not easy when you have to go talk to people that you don't feel like talking to. So Andy sees Pacey and she tells the French boys that she's not ready to see him yet. So she like turns around and she starts talking to them again. Jean tells Andy that he has a girlfriend. She's like not surprised. And he leaves and he goes into the water. And then Jean Jean is standing there staring at Andy. And she's like going on a rant. And he makes like a face at her. And she says, what are you looking at? 
And, and John John says, a very rude girl. <laughs> and Andy says, you don't even know me. So, and then she realizes that he speaks English. <laughs> She's embarrassed. She's like, I can't believe you've been listening. I mean, I would be too, but they kind of never corrected her or anything. You know what I mean? Like, just like, let me just pretend that I don't understand anything she's saying. Yeah, and it's kind of fucked up. Is, yeah. <laughs> they like trapped her. <laughs> they trapped her. <laughs> that was, a, a, really mean that was a booby trap. <laughs> they catfished her, except <laughs> with their language. So yeah, she's embarrassed. She's like, excuse me while I go drown myself. <laughs> so Pacey finds Joey and he starts to drag her away, um, like kind of aggressively dragging her away. And he says he's doing them both a favor and he's taking them home. And she says, you're not even going to ask me. Maybe I'm having a fun time. He says something to her about like her face isn't like showing that she's having a good time or whatever. That's not faces she made when they were on the boat together. And um, they got into this big fight on the beach and he tells her that he didn't even want to come. And she says, then you didn't have to. And he says, oh, right. Then that would have given you all the time in the world to square things away with Dawson. And she tells him that dealing with Dawson is a reality for her and for both of them. And he says, the guy hates me. I can't fix that. And she's like, well, you could try. (laughs) He says, what if I don't want to? And she says, well, I do. And I'm sorry if you have a problem with that. So Pacey says, damn right, I have a problem with that. You're not even unpacked yet. And the first thing you think to do is, and she cuts him off. She says, I can't help it if he's been on my mind, but it doesn't mean what you think it means. And now Pacey's getting really angry. And he says, he doesn't care what it means. He's seen her become more and more preoccupied every day this week. And he's tired of it. And it better stop. So she's like, I can't believe you're talking to me like this. Like, I don't even know you. And she says, you better watch who you're ordering around. We're not on the boat anymore. That was a good comeback. So Pacey says, well, who are you kidding, Joe? You got off the boat long before the two of us did. And she's like, what is that supposed to mean? And he says, you're a smart girl, Joe. You can figure it out. And Pacey leaves. And I was like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel like they should have made him that jealous or angry. I feel like they could have maybe had them have a conversation, at least like Pacey and Dawson. I don't know. And if Dawson got mad, then that that'd be it. But like he took it all out on Joey because she's just trying to fix things. I think there's a lot of frustrations that are happening right now. Everybody's like really just frustrated and all that. So um, Joey's like waiting by a car and Dawson comes up because he's leaving and he offers her a ride home. And she's like, I would like that, Dawson. We see Andy saying goodbye to the French boys and she and John John. Oh, he says his name is John John, not Jean John. <laughs> um, they're making out and Dawson takes Joey home. So they pull up to the B&B and she asks him about his love of photography that sprung up in her absence. And he tells her that he picked it up during the summer and he didn't think that he loved it as much as he does. But that's just the way it always is. He says, you can't choose what you love. It chooses you. So she pretty much apologizes for everything that happened last year. And she says she knows how difficult it must have been for him. And he says it wasn't easy thinking about the two of you together every day and every night. So she says, you're the only person who hasn't dared ask the big question. And he says, well, I'm the only person the answer could potentially kill. (laughs) So she says, wait here. And she goes in and she brings him out as a gift. 
So he opens it up and he's like, it's a brick. <laughs> and she goes, it's a brick from Ernest Hemingway's house. She says, I would like to offer it, offer this as a, and he says, please don't say symbol. And she says, as an emblematic artifact representing the foundation of a new friendship. And he's like, wow, I feel like I'm at a ribbon cutting ceremony. Yeah. There's a lot of words that she used to try to beat around that, <laughs> that sentence. She's like, quit joking. Like she's trying. You can tell she's trying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can still feel like the tension, but she's trying. So he says to her, uh, the truth is it's going to take a hell of a lot more than symbols to get back to what we had. And right now I'm not even sure that I want to. And she just says, okay. He says, we're just going to have to take it one day at a time. He goes to leave. But before he does, she basically says that they didn't have sex while they were on the boat. I didn't mean that, though. I said she didn't even have to tell him that, though. No, it's nobody's business. I don't know why she like gave him that much of an advantage. Their relationship's so convoluted. (laughs) But you see that on his face that he's sort of like relieved, you know? So he's yeah. But I mean, what's he think is going to happen? I know that his big concern with Joey and Pacey getting involved was Pacey's experience and him just feeling that Pacey only really wanted Joey for like one reason, right? That's definitely something that he thought. And I think that's part of why he's so angry about them getting together is because, you know, it was behind their back. He wasn't really aware of it. He found out the way that he did, but also because... You know, Joey, yes, Joey's important to him, but PC has a history. I know that I think I feel like Dawson sometimes still sees PC as the like fuck up friend that doesn't, you know, he just kind of he's wild, you know, and I don't really think that he's seen he hasn't really seen Pacey's character growth these last like two seasons. I feel like he still sees and views Pacey as we all did in the first season. I don't think that he's really accepted Pacey as the mature person that he is turning into. Well, he's he's told him that he has in the past, but he goes back all the time because he's not happy with the situation. So he's going to use that against him. He's going to like hurt him and say that he's a fuck up still. But, you know, that's but that's what they do on this show. They constantly go back on their words. Yeah. So Joey goes back down to the dock and she sees Pacey sitting on his boat and he's reading and she's talking and he's ignoring her. And she tells him that she stalled out seven times on her way to see him. But every time she thought of him because it immediately puts her in a good mood. And she says it's like taking a good mood pill or something. But she swore she would never tell him about this because it's so girly and stupid. But she needed it. She needed to in order to score some major points for not explaining what went down tonight. She says she didn't want to see Dawson because he was her boyfriend for four months. It's because for the better part of her life, he was her friend. And as my friend, I hurt him deeply. So she has been preoccupied, but her heart, that's a fixed point. <laughs> she says three months riding the open waters couldn't shake it. I'd be damned if I let your insecurity shake it. And he laughs and he's relieved. And she says, my heart never left this boat. It's never left you. And it's not going to anytime soon. And he says, okay, you got me. But I want to know what you thought of the seventh time you stalled. She says that I'm never going to drive stick again. (laughs) (laughs) Then they kiss. And she says, hey, Pace, do you think we can do that thing we do sometimes? (laughs) And he's like, you want to do that thing? I want to know what that thing was. Well, they do it. The making out thing? No. He says, yeah. So then we cut to them in the hammock, bunk beds. 
And oh, that's right. My mind went dirty places, and I totally forgot about the really cute moment with the reading and the hand holding and the sleeping. It was cute. I thought that was so cheesy. I thought it was adorable. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, this is not something I would find fun or like romantic, or I'd be like, uh, I just want to read it myself. <laughs> I don't need you to read to me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I would read to my partner if they wanted me to. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of season four, episode one. They're reading to each other on their hammock bunk beds, and the what do they call the the like below? I guess it would be called below deck, underneath the boat, below deck. Yeah, they they're below deck. Yeah, they're below it's the like, deck. So technically, yes, that's correct. It's like ten times the size of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all the boat is is inside. I was like, is that how they slept on those hammocks? That whole time i couldn't sleep in those hammocks that'd be so uncomfortable but um that's it and next week we get episode two called falling down and i don't even remember what it's called or what it's about so we'll see next week when we uh check that out but yeah that was the episode what did you uh got any last last like this episode but i'm very very much excited about this season I know I said that last season, but mostly last season, I was excited about the ending, (laughs) right? This time, I'm just excited about most of the season, except for, you know, when we get towards the end and stuff just kind of blows up. But I just love seeing them in love and happy. Mm -hmm. And we won't get this again until, what, the end of season five, beginning of season six, season six, right? Six? No, I think season six is when they start, like... When they get back together. Yeah, season six, then. I don't know. Um, So I'm just going to... I'm just going to enjoy the season as much as I can. <laughs> I remember season four was one of my favorites. And I think it was just because they were getting older. Yeah. I felt like this season was like, it had a lot more color in it for some reason. I don't, I can't explain it. But there was like a lot of like color. And I liked the new characters that they brought on. So I'm excited to watch the season and see if I remember a lot of the storylines and how much and see if I like it as much as I did back then. But um like everything i don't remember a lot of the storylines i just remember that they have new characters come on so we'll see um but before we end uh we got an email that i want to read so we got a really nice email from a listener named rc and he says hey jamie and steven just wanted to send along a little note telling you how much i enjoyed listening to the episode where you broke down the episode show me love with my partner justin oh i know he had such a blast recording with you guys and it was so exciting to finally be able to listen to the episode not having listened before i enjoyed the episode so much i watched dawson's creek when it originally aired drifting away after the second or third season so i was able to keep up with the references to previous episodes and i do remember the dawson joey pacey triangle very well and yes why didn't jack send that boat thingy hurling towards dawson's head uh <laughs> the banter between you all was terrific and it just felt like hanging out with old friends which i believe is so important in a podcast keep up the good work and i'll be sure to leave a five-star review on apple so people can find your gem of a podcast and not confuse it with that religious one take care charles oh his name's charles oh that was so nice we loved having justin on like i said earlier and yeah you know come back home whenever you want but we appreciate that and thank you for the five-star review on apple we love Um, it we love you guys seriously thank you 
just for always being there and downloading those episodes. And if you're downloading them on multiple devices, I mean, nobody's going to write you out for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> keep downloading, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was really nice. But yeah, that's it, Jamie. Why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Sure. So my books where I'm still a little bit on hiatus, but you can definitely follow me and reach out if you ever, you know, want to chit chat. I'm always there chit chat, but I am at Lynn underscore book lover. Beautiful. Thanks. And you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And if you want to send us uh, any feedback or any kind of story, send it to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Also, just click the link tree in any of our bios and join our new Facebook group. We would love to have you join and engage with us. That would be amazing. And if you're feeling generous, please leave us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. But um, for now, we want to say thank you for listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. And we'll see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. (laughs) That was like record time. (laughs) I know. I'm impressed. Hold on. Um, I got a blow. (laughs) 